Okay, guys, so if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. You know, first of all, it's free. Y'all know I love some free stuff. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Like, it's super amazing. I love it. It's been very beneficial for me. So make sure y'all download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. It's the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we are talking to y'all about money beliefs, okay? This is really important because that's kind of like one of the the troubles that you got to go through of being an adult and being a business owner. You got to deal with money. You got to deal with asking people for money. You got to deal with managing your money. So we're getting into all of that. So I want to first kick this off by saying I have been spending very recklessly (laughs) recently and I have to get a hold on my finances. I was just telling the kid about this, but I just feel like I should have more money. Like I'm making a Mm -hmm. decent amount of money, but I'm not seeing it. So I think it's super important to talk about managing money, not so much just getting the money, you know? Right. Because at first you think getting the money is the hard part. But once you start doing that, you see that managing the money is the hard part and making sure you keep that money flowing. Absolutely. So what's some tips you could give me, girl? Because I'm struggling. Girl, how am I give you some tips? And I'm struggling too. I'm struggling too. But they do say that when you start making more money, you start spending more money, like your expenses get a little, a little deeper. So hypothetically, you've been shopping at Walmart, but now you're getting a little bit coin. So now you want to shop at Target. So <laughs> your state, your taste start changing. Yeah. So that's how you can start mismanaging your money because now that you have more income coming in, you feel the need to spend more as well. Yeah, I think you were doing something good the other day. Do you remember what you was doing? No, I don't. She was going through and canceling her subscriptions to stuff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's something I need to do because I just think I got charged like $14.99 for plush care. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. You know, it's like one of those online doctor apps. Okay. So I had got it one month. I was like, you know what? I need to go to the doctor. I'm not leaving. This was like deep in the pandemic. So at this point, I didn't have it like five months and I only used it once. But it's what, 15 times five? That's like $75. Like, it might not seem like a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's like, if I don't even, I still ain't canceled it at this point. So it's like, if I don't cancel that, that could be an expense that get me for hundreds, you know? Yes. So I think that's like the first step to just going and seeing what are you spending money on that you can stop spending money on altogether. Um, sometimes we have subscription like me. I have a subscription to Apple Music. If you know, you know that the student discount is four ninety nine. I'm a student, but I'm getting charged nine ninety nine because I didn't update my student status mm-hmm. like you have to do every year. Right. So I think those are some areas maybe I can start with. But even beyond that, I feel like it could just be challenging to keep up with the flow of it because it's just like. Being an adult is expensive. You go outside, it's a hundred dollars. You go here, you go there, is mm-hmm. you easily can spend a hundred dollars every day. 
And I feel like sometimes it's just hard to keep up with the spending versus the coming in. Absolutely. I think one thing you can do is kind of like get cash envelopes. I, I know we kind of come into a cashless society, which makes it easier <laughs> for you to swipe that car. It's just like being at the casino. You swipe them, hit that machine. It's the same effect when it comes to swiping that card. So you got to like budget. I say budget is probably the next thing. So write down your expenses, see how much you coming in, put some money to, si to the side for non-essential items so you can splurge every now and again because of course you still want to have balance. Yeah. I don't know about the cash envelope thing. <laughs> I feel like it's a good idea in theory, but just I feel yeah. like it's the hassle to even get cash. Like you have to go to the to the bank, get cash. I don't want to do that. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to do that, which will make it harder for you to spend money. Let's be real. It's yeah. so much stuff coming out your account each month that it don't got nothing to do with cash. It's like that stuff. Like it just be like, oh snap, I might get an invoice, a, a deposit for twelve hundred. Then boom, electricity bill, eighty dollars, light bill, gas but bill. But that's essential. Out. Yeah, I'm saying it's hard to keep up with. Like mm -hmm. you don't never really know how much money you got unless everything just was coming out on one day, you know? Because it's like when you start budgeting, it's like, well, this money in my account, I need this for this, this, and this, and this, and this. I just feel like maybe I'm saying, well, first of all, I'm a business owner. So I feel like business owners have more trouble because you have to separate business from personal expenses. Then as a business owner, you got people sending you money 10 different ways. If you accept PayPal, Cash App, um, you know, your regular invoicing system, QuickBooks. You might accept uh, Zelle. Like, I accept so many different payment mm -hmm. methods. Sometimes I feel like it's just money going everywhere. That's with it. You got to get that accountant or you have to figure out a way to account for your expenses. That's why I say you got to write down your expenses down first so you can see, like, all these central stuff, your light bill, your power bill, and all that, and then see how much money come in, even though it varies. Um, That's the issue. It varies. It's so variable. It's hard to even account for that because it's like you just don't know how much you're going to make as a business owner. You can forecast. Like I know it's like a a bottom. I know I'm going to make at least this. But it's like mm -hmm. beyond that, you never know. You might go crazy one month and got 6K more than the previous month. So you think you up 6K, but whole time you might have something you ain't think about. You might have to go to some kind of, you know, you might have to do something with your money that you don't even think about until it's the next month and you make 6K. I just feel like the more you make, it's just stuff start coming out of nowhere to do. Well, that also goes back to like, how do you pay yourself? Like, is it by percentage versus, you know, like how, how do you pay yourself? I just give myself like a monthly stipend. Okay, is it like a fixed stipend or no? It's, that's what I'm saying. It's based on how I much can't you bring give in. myself 5k every month, and then one month I make 3k, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have to base it on what is my business making, and, you know, etc. Okay, I can see how that can be difficult, but you gotta start somewhere. That's true. So we want to come up with excuses all day, but we gotta start somewhere if you want to manage your money better. And then another thing you could probably do is write down your expenses. Even if you do swap your car, you can still go online to see how much money you spend in daily. If you start checking how much money you spend in daily, you would be surprised. Like I spend how much on what? Girl, that'd be a real rule awakening for a lot of people. 
for real. Yes. But what about you? I know you said you're starting to get rid of your subscriptions, but what would you like to, I guess, see your money goals be? Or like envision for your life monetarily? I think all my money go to eating out. But that's what majority of my money go. I can't, okay, I can say shopping too. There we go. Starting <laughs> to get some honesty in the combo. Okay, Mr. I shop. Man. Yes, I shop. And it's so easy to shop online. I think mm-hmm. to force myself to not shop online a lot, maybe I could force myself to go into the stores now that the world is opening up. That's a good thing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I feel like that would definitely help. But it's like, what about those times where you're just like, I need to get this though, or they don't have this in store, so let me go online. How do you, I guess, discipline to be like, I'm just going to buy this one thing I need instead of just going full-blown shopping? Well, I do have an example because you remember I did use Instacart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Instacart was a good way for me to like limit my expenses because if I went to the grocery store, I probably picked up way more than I needed Mm -hmm. versus me writing down a list and then using Instacart. So you can shop online diligently if you use like tools like that to where, okay, this is what I want. Versus going into the store and then you picking up miscellaneous items. So I guess it's a it's a pro and a con to shopping online and then going into the store. I don't know about that online thing because when I get on Amazon app, Girl. I start needing stuff that I didn't never know I needed until I seen it. Exactly. That's app. how they get you. That's how they get me for real. So yeah, I think I'ma just I just stay off the app now, honestly. Girl. <laughs> you gotta delete that app. I do not have Amazon app, and they still see me. <laughs> Damn, the website? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Girl, yeah, no hope. Um, but I also think it's super important, too, to be able to talk about finances with your significant others. Mm-hmm. Is that a conversation you've ever had to have? Yeah. And so are you more on the side of let's get a joint account, let's put money to the side together but still have separate accounts? Or are you to the, let's just completely separate it? Girl, I'm not married yet. I'm talking about for the future. You can have an <laughs> idea of what type of beliefs you have. Okay. Um, I do believe you can have like a joint account for like the bills and stuff. But I still believe in separate accounts. You don't need to know like what I'm doing over here. So <laughs> you feel like maybe when you get married, you will go 50-50 with your husband? I, I, I don't see an issue with that, especially if we both, like, bringing in income, like, because we both need to be balling, like, you know? And then if okay. we ever get on hard times, I feel like we should have, like, a cushion mm-hmm. to where if somebody did, you know, the business just stopped or you need to take time out from the business, we still have that nest egg to where income is still coming in. Yeah, you know, passive income, and then we still have our savings to where we can still live comfortably as well. Okay, yeah, I had a joint account before with somebody, oh, no. and that <laughs> shit did not. Y'all was married? Know. No, it was just too okay. much. Like, what? What? Why you take this out? Uh, I feel because like, the person had their like uh direct deposit going okay. into like a hundred dollars a day direct deposit was going into the savings and stuff so i just felt like 
you know, you're doing a good job saving automatically and stuff, but I do a good job saving. It might not be coming straight out of my account. So they felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't evenly matched with like how much money was put in the account, even though I was saving paper checks. So every time I save a check, that's thousands of dollars. Like I was mm-hmm. just saving, I was working for this company that didn't have direct deposit. So I was saving checks and checks and checks. Every check is at least a thousand dollars. So I had like five checks saved up. And um, I was like, yeah, you're talking about this account or whatever, but I feel like it's still not evenly matched because I got thousands on thousands in the a, in a, in a savings and you just got some hundreds that's been coming out for the past, I don't know, maybe eight weeks, 800 bucks. I'm like, mm-hmm. so how are you going to try to complain to me? So I just felt like it was too much mess, especially for somebody to not be my spouse. Right. So I, I was about to say, that's that the first again. mistake. Y'all not even married. And then, the, and then y'all probably didn't discuss the finances before y'all did it. Did yeah, you? we did. It was what was like, the understanding? It was like, we're both going to have a joint account to save pretty much. And so the, that was the issue too. The account, we had a checking and a savings. Okay. We should have just had a savings together, you know? So we had mm-hmm. a checking account and a savings account. And um, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, the checking account is for, like you said, household stuff or stuff that's joint or whatever. But they was like, I feel like, we don't need to be spending nothing. We should just be saving everything in this account. So I was like, okay, cool. And we had to end up dissolving the account. Um, actually, that happened after we broke up. So I had to pretty much call the bank and tell them, like, I'm no longer involved with this person. And I have wow. a restraining order on them. So can you please uh, get my money out of here? But they did something petty. Like, I think they emptied the account before we had, like, split the money. They just took all the money. And I was like, okay. See? Yeah, I guess it's a lesson learned, you guys. A lesson learned. Yeah, not sharing. I feel like too, you gotta play off people's strengths. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people just be like, let's do equal, equal, equal. But you really gotta play off people's strengths with money. Cause if somebody is really good at saving and you suck at saving, let that person save the money. Like let them save their money or the money for y'all mm-hmm. and then maybe you have to since you like to spend money so much you spend it for both of y'all to kind of like just make sure y'all have something in the tuck versus you not having no savings and them not having no savings and y'all both spending right so i feel like it just got to be equal and stuff you know place people's strengths i mean not equal place to people's strengths okay I, I can agree with that yeah i think I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I just be wanting to have a rich husband so I can spend his money. But I feel like I'm really good with investing or like mm-hmm. saving for the most part. But yeah, I just I don't see myself going 50 50 with no man. Right. I think another way if you don't have a significant other is just to have an accountability partner. Oh no, I don't think that works. You don't think so? Girl, no. I feel like people say Even all the time, watch out for my spend. I don't want to spend too much money. I feel like nobody's going to be like, hey, don't spend this money. Or even if they do, you're not with them all the time. So you could do it and they will never know. Okay. Well, there are different apps out there. And then you can manage your money through your bank. I know with my bank, you can set limits, daily limits, monthly limits, yearly limits on how much you spend. But of course, that could conflict if you have an emergency. But, you know, there are different ways you can go about it. And great conflict if you don't have an emergency, if you just not paying attention to it, Mm -hmm. if you just 
yeah, like if you just like set it and don't really look at it, you might get the notification, flick it up, and don't even think about it, and be like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be spending this much. Keep on spending. Right. I just feel like it's very internal. Like nothing outside of you is going to help you save more or change your money beliefs or whatever. Like it's all internal, and it's something that you take the external education that you're getting from people or YouTube or your financial advisor or your bank or whatever. And you just have to like figure out what's gonna motivate you to do that. Yeah, I think to even dig a little deeper is think about like your upbringing. Like, what was the money conversation like? Like with your parents, or like how did you grow up? Because that's where a lot of our money belief stems from is like our upbringing. And then if you do still have your parents and your siblings in your life, y'all can maybe sit down and talk about those things and try to like conquer some of those limited beliefs now that i agree with i think it's all about the mindset you know before you can change how you spend the money you got to change about how you think with money what's mm -hmm. your relationship with money like you know are you scared to spend your money because you don't know when the next check coming in are you spending it frivolously and not you know being thoughtful about how you spend your money you know it's about the relationship um and i do think that relationship starts in the youth like she said because a lot of us weren't born with money or our parents is like, you know, we can't afford this, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So we come from this background of we can't afford it. And then we get older and we like, oh, I can't afford that or this or that. And sometimes it hinders us to the point where we just don't want to spend our money and we can be really cheap and we don't really want to invest in things that we probably need to. But sometimes it can also be like, you know, um, I never had this. I never had this. Yeah. I want to go get this. And we can start overspending because we mm -hmm. like, well, my parents never had money for this. So now I want to make sure I can get this to feel good. Right. And it's like we feeling good off stuff from childhood instead of maybe even what we want now. Right. So you just got to figure out at the end of the day what works best for you because it's you and your money at the end of the day. So... Like, what works best for you? And you always do a process of elimination of, you know, trying one strategy. If it's, it doesn't work, then try another strategy. And, yeah, the last thing I want to say is also don't be scared to have a conversation about money. I think a lot of people are scared to bring up the conversation of money. Mm -hmm. But it's so important that you understand and don't have anxiety around money, especially as a business owner, because you don't want to be that person undercharging people because you're scared to ask for more money or you don't think you're worthy of getting more money so definitely get your beliefs together so you can get your coins from these consumers absolutely all right so thank y'all so much for listening um we we, we really appreciate y'all like i don't think we said that together we really appreciate y'all just for listening for watching and make sure y'all go follow us on social media at 21 minutes or less and then y'all can follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21, M-I-S-S. -S. And we're going to see y'all on the next episode.